and a very good day. This is Pastor Mark Whelan with Touch of God, and we're continuing on from last week, Come As You Are, the open-armed invitation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Offering us redemption, offering us forgiveness of our sins, paying for everything that's needed to reconcile us back to God the Father. Amen. Only through his Son, Jesus Christ, the only way, the only truth, and the only life. The way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said, no one comes to the Father except through me. So, Lord, I thank you today in the name of your Son, Jesus. Thank you, Father that you have uh, gathered us here to read your word, to contemplate your word, to understand our focus for you needs to be deeper every day. Intimacy with you, Lord Jesus, in the secret place, in the private room, Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, locking ourselves away, praying to you, seeking you with all of our heart, but also being still and knowing that you are God, waiting for you in peace and silence, waiting for you to speak to us. Lord, we just thank you today that you're always wanting to talk to us. You always are talking to us. Just help us understand how to tune our receiver into your voice, Lord, by quietening our own thoughts, quietening our own mouths, and waiting for you, fellowshipping with you, loving you, talking with you. In Jesus' name, amen. So last week we ended with focusing on where our heart is where our mind is. I mean, Isaiah 26 verse 3 talks about that the Lord keeps anyone who keeps their mind on him. He keeps them in perfect peace because their mind is stayed on him and they trust in him, according to Isaiah 26 verse 3. So where our focus is, that is where we ponder in our heart. When we focus on something for a period of time, we start to contemplate, we fantasize, we ponder, we meditate on that thing, and our heart becomes affected. And that could be in a good way or a bad way, depending on what we're looking at, reading, listening. Whatever we are looking at, reading or listening, we need to know that that lines up. We need to make sure it lines up with the Word of God. Careful what you watch on television. Careful what news you listen to. A lot of it is all fear. And we just need to know that what's going on in the world may be a fact, but what does the Bible say that the truth is? And when we speak God's word over situations, no matter what it looks like today, if we decree and declare a thing according to Job, it shall be established. If you have faith that whatever you say shall come to pass. Amen. So if you believe that the mountain will be thrown into the sea or cast into the sea when you tell it, then it shall happen. Just make sure you do not doubt in your heart that that to be so. So if your heart has been on things that you know are wrong, then that is all the more reason for you needing to meet and connect with the Lord Jesus. Amen. Focusing your mind, heart, soul, and strength on him. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we spoke about that last week in out of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. The Spirit of the Lord will deliver you from the addictions, from the things that have been so entangling you in this world. Amen. You will not want to indulge any more in those things once you come to Jesus and receive him in your heart. Allow him in fully. 
Do not uh, cordon off. Do not tape off any room in your heart. Allow the Lord full access to all of your heart because the Lord loves you and he wants to heal your heart and he wants to expunge, uh, to get rid of, to to expel anything that's not of him in your heart. He wants to help you focus on him and not on the things of the world that would continue to feed the negativity, the fear, the anxiety, the belief that you will never make it, the belief that you are will always be in poverty, the belief that you will always be sick. These beliefs are beliefs that you might think about because you see a lot of people sick around you and from your life's experiences being perhaps sick for periods of time but the lord's word says that by his stripes you were healed so it is time for me to pray for you it is time for you to believe that the lord has paid for your healing already amen in the past over 2000 years ago at the whipping post before he went to the cross So today I speak in the name of the Lord Jesus and I use his name that is above all names and that means it's above all name of cancer, of all sickness, disease, glaucoma, artery problems, blindness, deafness in the ears. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that all these things and all sickness, disease is gone right now out of the listener's body. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, that they are healed only because you have paid for them to be so, and only because there is faith in this broadcast. The people listening believe your word. I believe your word. We are coming to an agreement, a corporate agreement here by faith, that everybody listening today is healed from whatsoever they have. Whosoever has anything wrong with them will be healed from whatsoever they have because the Lord is no respecter of persons. And we know that from Peter, but we also know that because of the nature of the love of the Lord in his word. We know how patient and long-suffering God is, how he was long-suffering and patient with the children of Israel so many times. And we know that his patience is still in abundance today. And we just thank you, Lord, for your stripes. We thank you, Lord, for your payment for suffering for us today, that we may live and not die, that we may be completely healed and not die of sickness. And we thank you, Lord, today for also going to the cross, paying with your precious blood for our sins to be washed away, to be forgiven us as we confess them, First John chapter 1, verse 9, and our consciences become cleansed only because of your goodness. And we bless you today in Jesus' name. So, so do what you couldn't do before with maybe a, a knee pain or a leg pain. Do it right now, and you will find you are completely healed, and we would love to hear from you. Give us a call, send us a prayer request, or send us a testimony. Our number is country code 1407-705-3151. Country code 1407-705-3151. Or you can email touchofgodradio at gmail.com. Touchofgodradio at gmail.com. So where our heart is, where our mind, which is our heart, That is where we contemplate things. And so if we are contemplating the news for most of the day, 
And we're hearing from our neighbors that are worried about catching something or getting sick from something that's maybe a pandemic in the world or whatever it is. We are contemplating and pondering and meditating on those things. We're thinking on things of the world. Now, I'm not saying that these things are not real. I'm just saying that the Word of God is supposed to be above all the things on the earth. We are supposed to degree and declare the Word of God over situations. So if someone is sick next door to you, you can go over there without being in fear and speak life and lay hands on the sick so that they shall recover, according to Mark chapter 16. If you really feel that you cannot make the trip next door, then just believe by faith and speak it out of your mouth, because there's life and death in the power of your tongue. So if you believe, then speak it and speak life. And what I mean by that is you say, I speak life into the neighbor's body next door. I command it to be healed in the name of Jesus from head to toe. I command that cancer to go. I command that headache to go in that lady, that gentleman, that young boy, that young girl, whatever it is, in the name of Jesus. Now, we don't have to ask the Lord to heal the person because you do not ask the Lord for something he's already done. It's not necessary. But it is necessary to thank him and be grateful for his suffering and his payment for the healing for you and I and this person that you're praying for. But it's not necessary to beg God for healing. He wants you to speak out of your mouth what he's already done. And he wants you to speak that over the situation. Amen? But you see, all of this becomes more familiar and more natural to you when you spend time with the one that has paid for it. And so it is completely possible to pray for the sick and have very much a minimal to no relationship with the Lord Jesus, and you will still bear a degree of fruit. I know this for a fact myself. Early on, I was not really walking in a deep relationship with the Lord, very shallow in fact, but I was praying for the sick and I was seeing the Lord heal them. And that is because that's the love of Christ. But he does want me to come to the realization that I need to spend time with him in the secret place, to to walk with the Lord from moment to moment, amen, and to have a relationship with him. There's so much to be gained by it. There's many weeks in front of us here that we're going to be delving into the importance of having a right relationship with the Lord Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit, amen. But you can... Lay hands on the sick and speak life and do all these things and do the Great Commission with a minimal to no relationship with Christ. But it's really not the right way. We really need to put Jesus first. We need to put God first. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. We must have our relationship in right standing with the Lord. Amen. Because he deserves it. And there is so much for us to gain by having this wonderful relationship with the Lord that he so preciously paid for. Amen. So it's important to have this relationship with the Lord and then your ministry, your ability to speak life and love on people and pray for others and see results and see them smile, see them get delivered from alcohol and depression and all these things your results will become more manifest in the natural when you put Jesus first. Because Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says that if we seek him first, his kingdom and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto us. And don't just think of it being money. Think of all provision. Provision not just for you, but provision for the person in front of you. 
out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters because you, in an intimate relationship with Jesus, are the branch now firmly plugged into the vine. That's according to John chapter 15. We'll be going through John chapter 15 in the coming weeks. So why is it that when you are with the Lord, when you're spending time with him, because the spirit of the Lord gives us freedom, amen, the anointing breaks the yoke, and Jesus is the anointed one, and Jesus is the anointed one living in us. And so why is it that the Lord's spirit, when it's near us, can break us free from addictions? It's because it's light and it's breaking off the darkness, the elements of darkness that's within us. Amen. So the Spirit of the Lord will deliver you from any addictions and also things that have been so entangling you in this world. You know, you will not want to indulge any more in those things because you will be coming to terms with what it's like to be surrounded by light, meaning uh, time with the Lord. You will start to feel different because you will realize that you are different. He has created you brand new. Amen. And you are no longer uh, focusing as much on the world and the things of the world and fear and anxiety and all these things, but you're, you're focusing and you're consuming yourself, hopefully, with the Lord Jesus and his word. His word is critical for us to meditate and ponder on day and night, according to Psalm chapter 1, verse 2. So John chapter 1 As we turn to John chapter 1, verse 4 to 5, it speaks of Jesus as the light and what happens to the light when it comes near darkness. So verse 4, it says, In him, that means Jesus, in him was life. So Jesus is full of life. He is the very essence of life, L-I-F-E. There is no death in him. There is only life. There's resurrection power. There's restoration power. There's all the power you could amass in your imagination, and then you would still not understand the true power and the life that exists that is Jesus. And it says, so in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now, what does this mean? Why would Jesus need to be the light of men? If men were already lit up, Why would Jesus need to be the light of men? Well, the reason is because men are not lit. They are not already pre-lit. We all started our lives, as you know, in darkness. We all came into this world a fallen creation out of our mother's womb. We were already, according to Romans chapter 5, verse 12, because one man sinned, all sinned. So we began our lives very early on out of our mother's womb. Not long after, we were crying as babies for what we wanted, selfish acts, selfish desires, even before we could say our first word. You see, this is us starting our lives in darkness. Jesus was not selfish. He was selfless. He catered to those who needed life And he was the light of men. He restored from darkness to light. He brought back to life from death, as in the case of Lazarus and others, including the young boy, as he had compassion on the mother. But the point here is that we all started our lives in darkness until we came to the light, until we came to Jesus. See, Jesus has 
said that he came to seek and save that which was lost. He's been seeking us, and we have had to make the decision to come out of the cave of darkness and come to him and receive him in our hearts so that he may become our light, the light of us, the light of men. Amen. So when Jesus comes and dwells within us, then we are no longer in darkness. Now, we may have been rescued out of darkness. We may be outside of the cave now because Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 says that the Father has rescued us out of the dominion of darkness, the powers of darkness, and he has translated, transferred, he has moved us into the kingdom of his beloved Son. Of course, that's Jesus. But just because he has removed us from darkness doesn't mean that there is no darkness left within us. So we may be in a bright room and no longer in a cave. We may have Jesus the Father and the Holy Spirit indwelling us, but there may still be some soulish sin, darkness, pockets of darkness going on in us, even after we commit our life to Jesus. How many of us know that just because we can become born again, a lot of our habits may fall away, but there might be one or two that are very stubborn and we still want to indulge in them. And the answer there is to increase time with Jesus, increase time in the word, speak in tongues and worship the Lord and focus on Jesus and absorb his word. Abide in him and he will abide in us. Let his word abide in us. Amen. And the darkness will flee. James chapter 4 verse 7 says, Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. But we cannot resist the devil for him to flee until we submit to God first. So this is another reason why we have to seek the Lord Jesus, receive him and continue to spend time with him on a daily basis. And so that will squash the darkness. The light will flood the darkness in our lives. And we will be so consumed by the word, consumed by life and light, that is Jesus, that we will not have any desire. The desire will grow less and less for the things of the world that we once enjoyed. Even that toughest sin that you have had the hardest time to get rid of. I tell you, First John chapter 1, verse 9. If you confess your sins, the Lord is faithful to forgive you your sin and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So he will forgive the sin. He will get rid of your transgressions as far as the east is from the west. But he will also cleanse your conscience so that you do not feel ugly and dirty in your conscience. He will clear your conscience. But the key is to come to the Lord first and say, I'm sorry, Lord. I know I shouldn't have done that. Please forgive me. Please help me. And you know that 1 Corinthians chapter 10 talks about the fact that the Lord has given us a way of escape out of every temptation. He's not the tempter, but he gives us a way out of them on each one. So we need to escape from these temptations. We need to talk to the Lord, seek him, decree and declare that we are free. And I decree and declare that over you today, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. You are free from all sin. You are free from all bondage if you have received Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. You are no longer a slave to the devil. You are now a son of the living God. Amen. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So there's nothing in you that should want sin anymore. You are a king and Jesus is your king. Jesus is the king of kings. 
Jesus is the Lord of Lords. He is your king, and you are a king too, but he is the king of you. And that's where we need to keep Jesus. He's our king. He's our Lord. He's our savior. He is the one we follow. Amen. So he is the light that shines upon us and shines within us. And we need to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal any pockets of darkness still within us that we need to declare to the Lord and ask the Lord to completely help us get removed in our lives. If we focus our minds and our hearts on Jesus, we won't be focusing our hearts and our minds on sinful, lustful desires that so easily entangle us according to the word. Amen. So let me encourage you today that Jesus is all you need. Amen. Jesus is all you seek Jesus with all your heart. Him, the Father, the Holy Spirit. Remember, and verse 5 of John chapter 1, we were going to finish with this. And the light shines on in the darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it, put it out, or absorbed it, or appropriated it, and is unreceptive to it. Have you ever gone into a dark room, put the light on, you see the light bulb, but the darkness is still overpowering the light bulb? Never forever will you see that. The light always overpowers it. So Jesus is always going to overpower darkness. The key is for you to decide that you'd like to receive the light, that you'd like to receive Jesus in your cave of suffering and bondage and and sickness and disease and all these things. Have you taken hold of Jesus? Have you taken hold of his word and are reading it and absorbing it and understanding and knowing him, knowing him, knowing his word? Remember, Jesus is the word made flesh. He is the written word. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, it says the word is alive and active. We have to get into the word more and more. You may be doing what you believe is enough already, but I'm telling you, if you're still suffering, with lustful desires of any kind or addictions. You need to increase the time with the Lord, rededicate your life to Him, even if you feel like you're backslidden, fallen away a little bit. We've all done it. You're not the only one. Let me encourage you today that He forgives us. Amen. Receive Him again. Receive Him and rededicate your life to Him. You're not a failure. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The Lord loves you. He has plans for you. You just have to allow Jesus in so that He can drive your car and your life. Amen. All right. If you need prayer, we are here at Country Code 1407. 705-3151. Country code 1-407-705-3151. And you can also email us at touchofgodradio at gmail.com. So until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.